2: You're listening to the happy hour with Nick Sainert.
1: I'm leaving you people.
2: Then huh? Enrique Alvarez Claire. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting. a 93-7, a ticket and the ticketfm.com.
3: Back into the happy hour 937. The ticket, the ticket fm.com Nick and Austin with you. Joined us on the stream is Eric Strickland. Stricky, what's happening, man?
4: What's going on, Nicky? Tricky? Tricky doing? Nicky. I'm good, my friend. I'm good. How's,
3: how's the how's it? are you are you still in Dallas? Yeah, I'm still in Dallas right how's, now. How's how's the weather down there?
4: Uh <laughs> it's amazing today. It's and amazing. I heard it's it's getting really hey. good again back in Omaha. We got right there, Stricky. It's yeah. it's a
3: high of sixty seven degrees today. Yeah, we're um,
4: yeah we're eighty, so yeah. Dang,
3: look at you. So anyway, um, one thing I didn't t- we didn't get to talk about on the Nebraska basketball segment was turnovers. You, you got to limit them tomorrow night against <laughs> Indiana, right? Perfect example, uh, Austin. You and I briefly uh, brushed over the Iowa State Houston game last night. Number <laughs> six Iowa State. Don't. But by the way, Iowa State is a top ten program. They go on the road to number two Houston and ended up just, they like excuse me. They lost by eight 73 65. However, in that game, they out rebounded Houston. The biggest issue was that they, they committed 16 turnovers and only forced less than 10. They only <laughs> Houston only committed. I mean, single digit turnovers. That's a big part of games and Nebraska, even though Nebraska is not sixth in the country. And even though, they're not facing number two Houston tomorrow. Same rules apply. And tricky. you can, I mean, I'm sure you can expand on this, man. It doesn't matter. Fundamentals are fundamentals. And, and you got to take care of the basketball.
4: All the way around. I mean, that's what I talk about. You know, if when you start playing against top programs, it doesn't matter who it is, even a regular program. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, you, it's important for these differentials to be managed and taken care of. If they, if the differentials get so skewed and out of whack in one direction or the other, it can literally cost you because what does it do? It affects other areas of the game. For example, points in the paint Mm -hmm. points off turnovers, which then puts you in a negative or a deficit in, in another differential category. And if you find yourself in, in in the negative in multiple differentials, it's it's just the math is ultimately going to take over. It's very rare. That means everything's got to go right for you in some yeah. other category that to 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 mask or to cover or to take over where you're at such a deficit, and that means you have to shoot extremely well, either from three. Or you went to the free throw line 20 times and you're 18 for 19, uh, eighteen or 19 out of 20. Yeah. So they're eight. You know, so you've got to figure out where to make up the difference. And this is why it's, it's important to have that balance throughout the course of a game in your differential categories in order to put yourself in a position to win.
2: For Houston leading that game wire to wire, it was yeah. still incredibly competitive. I don't think their win probability dipped below like. 75%, but you always thought Iowa state was that one or two possessions away yeah. from saying, Hey, they might be turning the corner. They might you know, actually make this a one possession game at some point. They didn't, they didn't get over there. But to strict point about just how kind of lucky you have to get. Um, if you're not winning those differentials, the game I will always go back to is the Nebraska Iowa game at the end of last season, Nebraska won it 81 to 77. It, it, they won that game by four points, even though they allowed 21 offensive rebounds, and they turned the ball over 15 times. Nebraska shot eight free throws to Iowa's 17. The difference, Nebraska made 14 of its 26 three-pointers as Iowa went 12 of 37. Of course, Patrick McCaffrey had uh, the announcers going a little crazy in the first half with his Mm -hmm. five, but that was a a lights out shooting performance. Nebraska 59% from the floor, 54% from three. Iowa took 74 shots in that game to Nebraska's 53 but they were nowhere near as efficient as they needed to be. So if you are operating at peak, like elite level efficiency on offense, you can get lucky and survive one out of a hundred times, but that's about all you're going to get.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you look up and down. So tonight there's a big one, right? Number one, UConn comes into Nebraska and faces off against the Creighton Blue Jays, 15th ranked Creighton Blue Jays. I think it's okay, and this has kind of been my point today, like it's okay to want to watch tonight's game. Like it is it is going to be fun because just as like the college basketball fan in me, and I I am not a, a fan of Creighton, I'm not a – like before we even worry about texting that in, that's not <laughs> the case. This is my point. From college basketball, from a, just a, a general fan point of view, tonight's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. because you have obviously a number one team going into uh, Creighton on the road environment that's packed, that's going to be jam-packed. But then also, guys, let's be real. Creighton's kind of fun to watch offensively. They can shoot the lights out. They're annoying. You can watch and say, gosh, I just hate how, how well they can play together because guys like Steven Ashworth are are, are annoying for uh, other teams. You, you hate watching how good Baylor Shireman shoots the ball but it's hard to look away. It's okay to say and be just a general and casual college basketball fan tonight and say, you know what? I want to watch a top 15 matchup. I don't care who's playing, if it's Creighton or if it's Houston. I don't care.
0: Yeah, it's
4: going to be rocking. It's yeah. definitely going to be mm-hmm. rocking, and uh, CHI is going to be on fire. Um, I'm interested in the matchup and how Colt Brunner holds up again, exactly. you know Klingon because klingen has been playing very good basketball as of late. And uh, if he dominates that matchup, uh, it, 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 you know, obviously, like you say, Creighton would have to have a super efficient night in order to uh, to overcome it because they've been. Listen, it's it's some of the, probably the most fun basketball that you're gonna see because both teams pass and they're efficient, and and doggone UConn looks like a well, uh, 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 like grown men, like they look like. You know, men among boys.
3: Let's also be honest. Two things here: the Big East is the best conference in basketball. That, that that's just you're you're watching some of the best basketball. Maybe the Big Twelve is a close. Is, it's is 1A, right a, 1B, one A, one B, depending okay. on the night. So there you go. Now, also, I'm still uncertain on Greg McDermott's future with Creighton. I like these. The, we we also don't can't forget that that there's an Ohio State opening, and that's a side of the conversation we haven't even talked about of whether or not they're going to hold on to the mm-hmm. interim coach after they beat top five Purdue. But I, So there, there's a lot of things in play. Obviously, the matchup's on the floor, but maybe some other things outside of it, big picture-wise as well. Go ahead. On the floor,
2: watch for for Trey Alexander. He's a mid-range merchant this yeah. year, shooting really good in the mid-range. UConn basically only allows mid-range jumpers. They're really good at defending the rim with Klingon. They're really good at at taking threes away from the opponents that we know Creighton likes to do. Alexander is not nearly as efficient offensively as a Shireman or a Kalkbrenner. So I think if UConn can bait Trey Alexander into trying to take over the game from the mid range more often than not that math works out in UConn's yeah. favor and, and on the the troll kind of side of things of my my anti Creighton side I hope UConn rolls them well there's a fantastic Twitter account out there it's a UConn fan okay that I only follow to see how he needles other Big East fan bases and it's incredible he hasn't posted it yet today but I guarantee that if UConn wins this Twitter account called no escalators okay will post Ryan Kalkbrenner just big Dang, That's his big thing is that whenever there's a, a big man who yeah. has a bad game, he says this big man is just big. Just and he's big. posted like four or five times. that Ryan Kalkbrenner yeah. isn't good. He's just big. <laughs> and it's my favorite recurring bid
3: on Twitter. That's incredible. Um, so that's going to be a good one tonight. Fox sports one for that. Once again, just a casual fan. You can, you can be interested and tuned into that one tonight on Fox sports one. All right. What's coming up on the block today, gentlemen, going to be a good one. Um, Apparently,
2: I got Thundernot Collins and someone else on the text line riled up at the tweet I sent out. So we'll go over that Dang. in the first segment. Um, Bill Belichick coming to Lincoln? Why is that? We'll mention the college football playoff committee stuff. Uh, getting into some college basketball as well. The Big Twelve and Big East races. The up and down SEC. Nebraska ball uh, rooting guide essentially through the there end you of the go. season there you go. and reacting to the selection committees. The top sixteen teams that they sent out uh, over the weekend.
3: Ah, oh, there you go. Okay, all that and more coming up on the block with Strick and Austin.